He's just a hack. He's just an absolute hack. And he gets his ass kicked by his teammates every week. It's just, you know, it's terrible. It's just terrible. And, and I try to keep somebody... Keep... Nice. There we go. Oh, you started recording. Great. Oh, did I? I actually didn't mean nice. to start recording. I slammed. That's, that is my biggest fear. I always was... works. Welcome, everybody, to Hack City. Slammed. I'm Sean Anderson. That's Joe DeLeon. Former URI football uh, players, roommates, teammates. Uh, I'm on this side of the screen, so I'm opening the show because Joe's big, stupid, long snapper fist hit the wrong button. So now we're going. Welcome. This is the Week Zero FCS football preview on Hack City. We will have another FBS uh, preview for Week Zero coming out later in the week as well. Joe, how are you doing tonight? It's later in the day. Have a little more energy, jackass. Yeah, so I was... Sean was just rambling about India's space program. It's impressive. And I kept trying to start the show, and he kept bringing it back up. You did not. Here we are. Here we are 15 minutes. I asked you three times, are you ready to go? And you kept bringing up You did it three times in one minute. (laughs) And, and, okay, it's cool. I I think they they landed on the the South Pole of the Moon. It's not South Pole, but it's like the South. But regardless, it's pretty cool. You wait. How much digging did you do on this? It was one tweet. And I read some of the comments in the thread. Sounds like he did a whole book report. On I didn't this. Did do, a, do a, bo- whole oh, book a book report on this. I, I can't research. I can't just look, sorry, look at sorry, something. Ju- sorry, it was. Uh, uh, What's going uh, on with Jody Leone today? A trending, What's more important? Trending news topic oh, report that you had to do for journalism one hundred and one. Is that what that was? I got Tell nothing you what, going Jason on. Jason Jacks would have been with me zero. knowing about this this uh, uh, landing on the moon thing. Would have graded us still poorly, I'm sure. Yeah, I still can't believe – I want to track down, before we get into our FCS Week Zero preview, I want to track down that goddamn documentary that you and I produced for this senior-level journalism class. We were forced to do something oceanic-related. The blue economy. So, <laughs> so we produced a documentary on oyster farms, and my dumbass uh, editorially thought <laughs> – it was it was a good idea to put infomercial music. <laughs> did you really? Did it actually make the final cut? You're the worst. No, it didn't. No, it didn't. It didn't. It didn't make the final cut because I remember you and I watched it with Jax, the professor, and he's like, "Why did you put this this music in it?" <laughs> so that was left on the cutting room floor. It felt like it felt like we we produced a corporate. Documentary, like a corporate, um, like intro video for for oyster oh. farming in in Rhode Island, and it wasn't at all investigative. We, our dumbasses just showed up at multiple places, and they gave us some free oysters, yeah. and we, we said that was the. I think we said blue economy. Let's try to get something out of this and see if we can do something with food. So if we're gonna be traveling and looking stuff up, it's not about dumb new anchors or or how to convert the waves into power which i'm sure is valuable and i, I we're just not there yet we're just not there yet yeah we'll be close i mean in 50 years i'm sure we'll be able to generate even more power from the ocean i don't even want to mess around with the ocean because i dude every time i see something about fiber optic cable being uh, uh, aligned and ran underneath the ocean and along the ocean floor it freaks me the hell out i, I don't know why like, like I, i'm so much more comfortable with with cables and all that stuff here in the here above land, even though I'm sure more deaths per cable and electrocution happen in houses and with 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 cables and all, and all telephone poles more than the ocean, but it just it, it weirds me out. 
That is the rant of the season. Um, I, I don't know how to follow. You told up me with to that. add more energy. Here's, here's the ad that's going to abruptly cut in in the middle of this edit. All right, Sean, we're back from the bet online ad. Let's now talk about. I'm going to deliberately. Do you think I should put the ad? Not at that cup Dude. point, so then I can get people to go and comment. <laughs> Collins can be like, the ad wasn't put at the cup point. You know how mad um, people would be uh, if you just threw it in right here. Make sure you check out Bet Online for all of your sports betting needs. For anything that I do betting related, I go on over to betonline.ag and I use promo code BELIEVE50. Bet Online has all of the latest updated odds for the NFL and college football seasons. Anything you need, whether it's futures, live in game betting, no matter what. Your football betting needs are met at Bet Online. And again, make sure you use that promo code Believe50, B L E A V 50, to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. <laughs> <laughs> we need to focus. We need to focus. We need to focus. We need to focus. All right. Week zero. As you can tell, the offseason has been too damn long for us that we've been waiting to talk about these games. I want to mention just one quick thing, Sean. Somebody was tweeting about this, and I think it was a really good observation. I remember back when I was a senior in high school when the FCS opener of the season was a really good opportunity to spotlight and showcase the two best teams in college football or in FCS, two of the best teams that were going to end up being contenders for a national championship. I remember watching North Dakota State-Montana and being so excited about watching it, and it was such a good game. And this year, the FCS kickoff game is North Alabama versus Mercer. You see, I didn't even – I was not even aware that – just complete honesty, and I know the FCS listeners are going to be disgusted with me. I was completely unaware that the FCS kicked off with a big-time game with powerhouse programs like that. It it was just – and then I just learned so much more about this football subconference since playing in it where I'm like, wow, yeah, now that would be really cool. It'd be really cool if it was Montana State versus uh, whoever won the CAA last year, or, or just put a couple ch- conference championship champions up on it. It doesn't need to be one and two. I don't even think it needs to be two teams in the top five. But it'd be cool if we had some top twenty-five representation. Even though I think Mercer was, you know, ha- has some a little bit of representation. I mean, they got enough good players. But regardless, I wish it was a bigger game. Also, uh, I, because that even the even the uh, the Central P Central or, or Central Arkansas Austin, Austin P game. I mean, that brought football back that was to the nation, game. and that wasn't even a huge. But yeah. I mean, Central Arkansas was was a good team that year. Austin P was decent. It was still a pretty good matchup. Well, here we are to give some attention to this game. North Alabama has always been a crappy program. I'm sorry, North Alabama fans, if you exist. Um, those that are actually listening are probably Mercer fans. The big thing here is that Fred Payton's gone. Fred Payton was a statistically dominant player. He was one of the better quarterbacks in the FCS. He's no longer with this program. However, they still return two really dynamic receivers, two of the best in the FCS. And I actually, I'm going to go as far as to say, this might be a top three wide receiver duo in all of FCS football. I'm talking about Ty James. I'm talking about Devron Harper. One guy is a more of a possession player, good route runner. The other guy is that, you know, that scat back great, kick returner, just loose, uh, small, compact type of a guy. Mercer is a throw points up on the board type of a team. I'm not like sitting here thinking that this is going to be a close matchup. I'm going to be completely honest. And you even pointed out in the notes here that this is a really new 
North Alabama team. They're bringing in a lot of new faces. Mercer's going to kick the crap out of them. And I want to know if Mercer is as legit as some people have suggested that if they are a rankable team and a highly rankable team, that they're not going to miss a step despite having to replace Fred Payton. I know it sounds like just because I brought him up, I have to bring up a comp, but the Ty James, Devron Harper, like I, I just get I get feelings of of some of the great wide receiver duos that we've seen in the uh in, in, in the FCS before. I get a Lawan Winningham, Tyler Hudson vibe, even though I, I think both those wide receivers I, I might be a little bit better, just just personally to me. Uh having a so, uh, having a, a a top two receiving core like that where you're creating problems for not just both corners, but both safeties as well. It, it opens up and ex- it opens up your offense immensely and exposes every defense that you're going to play for the rest of the season. Every defense is going to have the entire back shell in a, in a, in a just fighting for their lives. And, and it's not going to be every play, you know, corners are on scholarship too. And I get it. But when you have two playmakers that could be first team, uh, all FCS, then it's going to make, defenses struggle and UNA is bringing 40 new players this year. Uh, They have, it's just, it's just going to be a little rough opener, I think rougher than expected opener. Uh, I mean, they don't even have a a solidified quarterback yet. And neither does Mercer. Mercer's got four guys scrapping for the job. Uh, uh, UNA has two guys, Noah Walters and TJ Smith uh, scrapping for it, but I expect them to run the ball more. They ran it well last year, 200 yards uh, plus average on the season. They're returning a good amount of their offensive line. So it's going to be, I expect, a lot of points versus a lot of running the ball. And if, if UNA can generate some points off running the ball, good. But it looks like it's going to be Mercer's by a decent margin, I would say. Yeah, with how good they were last year and how impactful they were, again, offensively, I don't see a reason why they would take a step back. And it's one of those things where – a lot of times when you have to replace a quarterback, there is always some level of uh, trying to regain your footing, trying to get comfortable, trying to figure out, okay, can this guy pick up where the last guy left off? But you almost never have a situation where you have these two elite receivers that have already been really productive, two of the most productive guys returning at their positions. A lot of guys jumped ship. A lot of guys moved up. There were a lot of guys that took the opportunity to move up and they returned both of these fo- these these guys in the receiver room. I don't see the reason why they would take a step back. And I actually, we always draw comparisons to our time at Rhode Island. I compare it to uh, how Isaiah Coulter and Aaron Parker were even more productive yeah. in their final year at Rhode Island when we switched from Juwan Lawson to Vito Priori and Vito was a completely different style quarterback than Juwan was. He was and we I'm going to let the receivers make the just play. Just fine offensively. Yeah, yeah, a lot of a lot of jump balls. But I mean, I, I, Mercer's also bringing in and obviously theft from Sam Herter, who did he did a really good job this year previewing the um, previewing the teams, uh, especially the teams in the top twenty five. So want to give him credit. Want to give the Hero Sports team credit also. They did uh, they did good with prep. The, tra- the their transfer portal movement stuff was uh, really good. You know, they're bringing six guys in from the FBS, so a talented roster getting that amount. And we'll get – there's a team that brought even more from the FBS, and there's a team that had a lot lot leave that we'll talk about later in the show, but uh, their tracking of that was helpful. When you have a talented roster, it shows, and when you have uh, coaching staff that's capable, more guys want to come from more different programs. So being able to have additions like that where you could be raw talent, guy just wants more playing time, it's not a bad thing uh, for Bursar at all. 
Getting to our second game, Fordham at Albany. If this game was like three years ago or like two years ago, this game would have been like the premier matchup. This would have been an awesome, awesome game because we had had under Cuffler in his prime versus, I don't know if Damarat last year started. Joe, look up the stats of last year's game. I think in the article that I put in the doc, it was like Uh 49-56. Like it was a crazy... Uh, matchup between the the two teams or maybe maybe Fordham got the best of them but uh but yeah Wait, last year uh and I didn't even put it into perspective uh how how good Fordham's offense was uh so, yeah 48 45 yeah. the wait let me really quickly pull the uh Poffenbarger god I'm definitely mispronouncing I, that 412 yards three touchdowns and then Damarat 600 464 yards five touchdowns had 53 passing attempts. That is, I think we could get something similar. I'm just more so alluding to like, we had a time where both these teams were like ranked and they were, or in that discussion of being ranked and the best in, in their conferences. Um, I, I think that this game could be just as high scoring. Like this one I'm excited about. I'm going to be watching this one. You get the two New York teams. One's the city. One's in Albany. I, this could, this could be a fun football game. I know no Tim Damarat, but there's got to be another dude that's that's up next. It could be a very fun game. Uh, I didn't realize wholeheartedly that Fordham averaged damn near 50 points a game last year. 49 and a half. They only had less points than Incarnate Word. And I, I, I almost can't even fathom putting up that many points a game just for a full season's average. Uh, Albany, though, Reese, I'm going to take a shot here. Puffin Barger, uh, he was uh, he's returning. He kind of stepped up, and Albany had a couple guys in a row. Like under Cuffler, when he came in, came in, it was like, okay, who's he replacing? What's he doing? And you see him go off in a game versus Towson. It's either Towson or Villanova. He stepped up in one of those games. Like, wow, this guy can kind of sling that, uh, sling the rock. Uh, Poffenbarger kind of having a similar impact as well. Uh, I mean, it should be a fun game. This should be one of the. Uh, there's only three, but it's it's one of the two best games for the mm-hmm. FCS that's kicking off this weekend. This should have been the FCS kickoff. This game should have been highlighted as the FCS kickoff game because we could get some points. We could get some really fun fun play. And uh, we also highlighted a guy when we did our linebacker show with James Conway. I really like James Conway. Yeah. I want to see what he does. He loves smacking dudes, and I'm sure that you know there's going to be an opportunity to, to, uh, to do that in this game. I also think that, and I love about Albany, that they always have like a sneaky good athlete that's got high upside. So – you know, we know where Jared Verse came from. Yeah. And under Cuffler at one time, people were high on him and said that, like, hey, this guy could transfer somewhere and be really good. And now he's stinking it up at Akron. But um, there's uh, there's plenty to be done for Albany. And I, I will say that Albany <laughs> <What>? was <laughs> – Albany was what? always a formidable foe when we there. played them. Because <laughs> he stinks. Oh, um, man. Come on, Joe. <laughs> I'm just being honest. I got you, man. Any final thoughts on this game? Uh, I mean, look, Albany always had really tough uh, running backs, really churning running backs uh, when we played them. Let's see who they put out this year. It's always kind of been – they've always had an interesting guy running the ball for them, and I want to see who that's going to be, who's really going to be toting it for them. Their arch type is is just just a strong running back, so I want to see who they got. Uh, it'll be fun. I mean, Fordham. I'm not expecting them to put up 50 points a game this year, uh, but if they, even if they half that, they they still have a chance to be in every game of the season. 
Yeah, Sean, this uh, Swack Miak opener challenge is always a really good game. Uh, I remember the last two years getting to watch these and being removed as a no longer being a football player. I, I had the most fun getting to see these games. Last year was kind of a blowout because it was Jackson State. Oh my God, I'm blanking on who they play, but it wasn't it wasn't very close. Um, this game, though, I think is set up to be a, a nice competitive battle but it also could be jackson state laying down some wood smoking sc state because they're bringing back i understand a lot of guys left but they're still bringing back some talent the one thing that i really love about this team is that jason brown who we were really high on him when he was at sacred no st francis st francis yes really high on him when he was at st francis he transferred to uh, South Carolina. Yep. I thought that he was going to start. Transfers to Virginia Tech. Thought he was going to start. And here he is back with an opportunity to play. I have been rooting for this guy. He follows me. I follow him. I've just been tracking him this whole time. I want to see what he can do, man. And this could be a you know an ascension to having just a miraculous, amazing season. Um, and maybe outshining Shadur Sanders, man. I'm going to put that on the table that Jason Brown is a cannon, a freakish talent for the position it could do so many amazing things yeah uh i can't believe he's still playing personally it, it, it's he i'm sure he had the the gray shirt the red shirt the covid year and he's still uh playing but when i when i was kind of digging around i'm like who Wh- where do i know him from and then boom came back to me jason brown that jason brown not coach jb but uh the player jb not the real coach JB. Yeah, uh, Jackson State's going to be uh, uh, interesting this year because everybody knows the story. They lost a lot. You know, they lost who uh, who knows how many players to Colorado. Looking at it now, stealing more from Sam Herter, it's all good. But, you know, 19 to the FBS, 9 to the F- FCS. But they picked up 16 coming from the F- uh, FBS, 16 players, that is. Healthy mix of all different positions. Very healthy mix. And mm-hmm. then they picked up 13 transfers from the FCS also. So you're going to kind of expect teams to be able to reload now, especially the transfer portal availability. And the fact that, gosh, uh, Deion Sanders got a lot of, uh, not hate, but, you know, he got a lot. He got some hate for, for leaving and doing that. But if Deion Sanders was Deion Sanders, I don't think Jackson State, gets this many guys in the portal knowing that this is a program that they could play at, they could succeed at, and they can make a name for themselves at. So I I think overwhelmingly, I know you're losing a lot of the top talent, but you're retaining a good amount of talent also. I mean, uh, there's still, I think from the, from the championship game, you're still returning like 14 to 16 players that played in it last year. uh, And in that overtime loss to NC central, like you're still returning starters. You still have guys on the team that, that didn't leave. And that's going to be the core of the team. You had a core, you have a new core. It happens every year when uh, when a team rolls over. Obviously, it's nice when there's some, oh, these guys have been playing for each other, with each other for three straight years. They know everything. But it's not always terrible to have a jump start of, look who's still here. Look at us. We're, we're, we're still doing it. Gosh, who was the – I'm blanking. There's a there's an There was some other team – that pulled something very similar to this. And I, I think my mom told me about it. Uh, so I don't have, I, I don't have what? any, I, I, I'm losing, uh, losing track on this awful tangent about it. But I think Jackson state has a chance to, uh, to say, Hey, you know, 
Deion Sanders helped us a lot, but he wasn't, he wasn't all of us. You know, the, the program is bigger than one person, you know, it's 115 mm-hmm. people trying to work as a fist. So I, I, I hopeful. There, there's a lot of roster turnover, but I don't think it's bad roster turnover. And I think this could be a start to another just fantastic yeah. Jackson state season. I'm, I'm really high on what they can do. And again, love Jason Brown, just a very, very talented player. All right, let's wrap up. This is going to be a shorter episode because there's only three games to talk about. Um, FC Estimates, we're starting this back up again. We will be keeping tally. We've got three games here. I'm going to start us off. NAU versus Mercer. Uh, Mercer. Sean, what do you got? Okay, can you write your answers down, oh, by the way? God. She died. Now, I'm I'm start, now we're definitely Mercer. getting back in the swing of things here. I didn't even yeah, see that you put this. This is, this is the most fun Thanks. bit ever where it's just there's just the typing in the Google Doc every week. And then I got to have to correct Joe's math. I love being the one that Joe calls uh, the dummy. And then every week I have to check his math to make sure it's right. Shut up. Fordham versus bag. Albany. Fordham versus Give Albany. Give me Albany. Oh. I'm going with Fordham. Oh, I know. Fordham. Albany. All right. Whatever. I'm rolling with Albany. Give me the boys. Give me Fordham. Give me the Rams. Always picking the Rams. Um, spell Jackson State Learn how State to spell, wrong. man. Learn how to spell. Pretty simple word. Pretty simple Jax, name. Jack's Con State is how I spelled it versus South Carolina State. What's your pick? I'll just – I'll take Jackson State to win this game, Joe. Thank you. All right. I'm also going to pick Jackson State. All right. That is going to be it for our FCS Week Zero preview. Hopefully, everybody enjoyed it. At Joe DeLeon at Sanderson Radio. Hit subscribe. You don't want to miss – any of our other commentary that we're going to have this season, we've got a lot of great stuff coming your way. We'll be back, folks. Enjoy the weekend. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.